Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're getting bogged down by beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Ichabog by J.K. Rowling, and starting with a beer. This beer is Creatures of Magic, a New England-style India Pale Ale from Burlington? Burlington Beer Company, the BBC of beers, which means two very different things depending on where you're searching. There is a big interest in diversifying the beer world, so maybe that's what they, <laughs> they're going for. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it really is a white Burlington thing. is known for its diversity. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they have some people that are just kind of okay with Bernie, and then they have a lot of people who love him. <laughs> but this is, uh, it's pretty good. It's not super crazy, but I guess it is a single IPA, which, you know, are few and far between these days. It's pretty solid. You know, nothing objectionable. Nothing to write home about, but totally cool, and I will drink all of it. And it's Creatures of Magic, because, you know, this book's about a fucking monster. Allegedly. Allegedly legendary. So, The Ichabog is J.K. Rowling's first children's book, besides Harry Potter, which you might have heard of, and we've done all of the important ones. We we haven't, as the time of recording is, we have not stooped to do the shitty eighth one. But who knows, you know, one day we're going to run out of stuff we want to read. But it was written originally or drafted at least for her kids in the early 2000s early to mid 2000s and then she kind of put it away because she was like you know i'm making a shit ton of money with this harry potter guy this could wait and then eventually she brought it back uh in 2020 may june or something like that to be published online for free for children who to read while they were locked down and then a few months later they're like wait we can make money off of this and they published it and it's no longer free online (laughs) missed that sweet spot Oh, so the lockdown's over then. I bought the, I actually bought a copy of the book because I saw it at Costco. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like 30% off the jacket price. Apparently in its first 24 hours, it had more than 5 million views. So you get kids to read text uh, that's pretty, that, that are not texts. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Except how many of those were really just millennials who were like, wait, J.K. Rowling has a new book? <laughs> that, that is true. I mean, yes, you'd have to like cross. That's probably 4.5 million. You'd have to like cross compare the 5 million uh, hits at that website with how much of a loss in uh, traffic Pornhub got at the same time. So you'd be like, oh, it's, there's far fewer people watching fuck my stepsister porn videos on Pornhub. That's the millennials who are now watching this. It's a there real thing. Prob- probably an actual difference that day. <laughs> It's like that myth that the night the Beatles played on Ed Sullivan, the uh, number of hubcaps stolen in America went down. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, this is uh, The Ichabod. It's her first children's book. It is a short book, certainly by her standards. uh, under three pages. Yeah. Yeah, you led me to believe this was short. So I was like, I can just read it all on Tuesday. And then when I started (laughs) it, I was like, wait a minute. This is like an actual book. I thought it was like a children's picture book. And then it took, you know, then I really had to work at it. There are literally children's pictures in it. Yeah, that's kind of a nice touch. Uh, the published Yeah, but I was expecting like 25 pages. Oh, not. No. <laughs> it's a picture book. <laughs> okay, so the Ichabod takes place in the land of Cornucopia and is ruled by a dude named King Fred the Fearless. Then there's like a bunch of chapters in there. Each chapter is like literally three pages long and introduces... 
a whole bunch of characters and you're for the first 60 pages of the book, I was like, I don't know how many more do we need? I don't know what's happening. It's like here. a thousand alliteratively named characters. Every character is alliterative. And some, and some of the names are not really as creative as JK Rowling is capable of. I was like, and Dan, the carpenter, <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Dan dovetail. It's like, you know, you got to give them like goofy names cause it's supposed to be a kid's book though. I have questions about that. We'll, discuss at the end oh yeah well we'll discuss about <laughs> 62 pages in actually so the ichabog is this legendary monster that lives in the north of this land in the bogs and eats um is responsible for when like sheep primarily go missing uh so it's the equivalent of a welsh farmer and um people when they just vanish like the ichabog ate them and everyone kind of knows that it's bullshit and it's just a tool used to teach children to behave it's like sasquatch or the round earth or Jesus. <laughs> one of the many adventures in the beginning, uh, one of like the many stupid episodes in the beginning is like introducing all the different characters. We meet Bert Beamish, no related, no relation to Jim Beam, and Bert Beamish, his mom. He's just Beamish. He's, yeah, he's, it's, it's like well They changed his name to Ellis Island. <laughs> so, uh, Jim Beamish, his mom is like the head pastry chef for the king. And I just need a beer to talk about this dumb book. So I have this beer, which, uh, you know, pastry, they talk about, there's a lot, there are a lot of descriptions of pastries in the beginning part of the book. Yeah, apparently this city, the, the capital, subsists entirely on pastries. Like, they, they should all be dead. And the neighboring towns Sounds are about glorious. cheese or sausages. <laughs> yes, everyone in this <laughs> it's, it's really wildly unhealthy. I feel like Kurdsburg must be covered by just this miasma of, of dank fart, just like people <laughs> eating nothing but wheels of cheese all day. <laughs> they're all they all they're all six hundred pounds and have gout, and they just have, you could see the farts. What about the, the neighboring Ham Town, Ham Town across Pea Soup Lake. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's Kurdsburg, and I forgot what Sausage Town was called. It's like Bro- Broadsburg or something. It's like Brot Brot like Brot Worst. Yeah, something about Brot Worst. Names are all, are all, every name in this book is like 75% of the way to a Dr. Seuss name. Well, they also live in Chuville, which is just Dr. Seuss not even trying to rhyme with Whoville. <laughs> and the people in Whoville wanted to Chewville on their roast beast. <laughs> so yeah, I can't remember what the other name it is. But anyway, this is a beer from Finback. It is some, some uh, baked goods, probably have toasted coconut in them, right? Uh, this is called Coasted Coconut. Coasted coconut yeah which is it is hard to say when you've had a few of them it Jesus. is an imperial stout with coconut chocolate and almonds that's 12 and a half percent uh and i had i made the terrible mistake the other day of, of drinking four of these in an evening my god man and that was that was the worst that was that was the worst hangover i've had in a long time was that new year's eve no that was just that's a friday <laughs> just a day it's great. You really do get the toasted coconut. I don't really get a lot of almond, but it's really nice. Just imperial snout. Delicious snacky one. I'm going to try to go back this week and get more if they still have it. So yeah, that's, 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 they're all about food. So uh, the king, who loves his you know, fancy clothing, he decides that the head seamstress, uh, whose name I forget, but is Daisy's mother, Probably Delilah Dovetail or something. It has to be some... Dora. Dora. That's what it was. There must be it. So anyway, she has to stay up late three nights just to finish the lacing on his fancy... On the king's fancy new 
costume, I guess. It's like for the meeting with for the meeting. No, for the meeting with the the neighboring ambassador. Country. Doesn't matter what it's called. Doesn't matter what it's called. Anyway, but and then she dies, leaving the kid. Yeah, yeah, leaving the kid Daisy and her father. You know, without a without a without a mom. The king is used to every single person in the town. Whenever the king goes out, everyone is like, oh, look at the king. Yay, isn't he great? And he thinks, you know, uh, thinks it's great. But he walks by and he sees a house where people aren't doing that. And it's just draped in black. He's like, why is that? I don't know. Why aren't, why aren't they cheering me? And his reasonable advisor is like, well, you know, they just had a, they just had a death. It's like, oh, that's too bad. Oh, wait, I remember now. But then he, he can't take it. So he says, well, you know what? They can move out. You know, I think there are, they, they don't need a house that big. There are, there are families with more people who need, need, need a bigger house, nothing down to two. And anyway, I, I think this book really is about politics and there's a lot of political <laughs> meanings here. I was, I was thinking the whole time it was either she's writing about, and this was not it, but what I was getting was either the Vietnam War or I was getting the French Revolution. I thought it was like feeling both of those. This particular moment, this is the generals not telling Johnson and Nixon that don't go to Vietnam. It's a fucking waste. And they're just not telling them that. Anyway, that the, this is what the advisors were doing. They're just like, okay, boss, whatever you say. I got a, I got a, like an emperor's new clothes vibe through four yeah, fifths of this yeah. book. And then you're like, oh, shit, it was real. Uh, yeah, I can see <laughs> Those that. were new clothes. I got a bit of that too. I thought this was about runaway defense spending. I, w- I was wondering how many ridiculous interpretations we could apply to this. Especially because it was actually Brexit, so you know, was it Brexit? I I, th- I would have to think it was definitely Brexit. Who knows? We it could be all those things or none of them. Probably none of them, but you know, maybe all of them at the same time. Anyway, I, I, we have to come back to that at the end of the book, as I have I have thoughts about these. It's like I was trying to I, racking my brain to come up with one. Could it really be? So we'll we'll do that. So anyway, uh, they move him to the house next to the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she could see from her bed her mom's grave. Don't like, like that. reunited yeah. so at last. The king has his te- his two best friends who are actually assholes who have awesome names. Flapoon, which is a it is a, a technical term for an old vagina. Totally blank. Spittleworth was Spittleworth. the other one. That's what comes off of a flapoon. <laughs> it's like a it's like a pink sailboat. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, so, um, <laughs> get it together, yeah. guys. She chose those names. She meant that. Uh, so anyway, they pretend to be the king's best friend, but they're actually just jerks and thinks he's an idiot because he is. On some like special day of the year when the the common folk get to go, come to the king and ask him for things, the day of petition, a, a shepherd from the marshy land in the north comes and says that his dog was killed or eaten by the Ichabog. And everyone is just kind of laughing. Oh, that's funny. But the king, oh, actually, just before this, the daughter of the woman who died actually, like, says out loud, the king is selfish and stupid. And everyone gasps. Oh, my God. You actually said that out loud. And the king, he, the king was like, oh, what? This little girl said that? How dare she? And then she, and then after hearing that the shepherd says the Ichabog, who's fake, you know, who's a you pretend monster for kids. You know, he's like, you know. Boogeyman? The boogeyman, exactly. Uh, says, well, you know what? Let's go to the north, We'll and then let's find the Ichabog, and let's take care of this, and I will show that I'm a gracious king and a 
fearless king like my name. And so they do. They pack up everybody and they go to, um, though they pack up like some of the people in the royal court or whatever, including Flapoon and Spittleworth and a few other, few other guards. And they head north and there were funny parts about Flapoon. His ass was really sore from the trip. Well, because one of them is really skinny and Flapoon is very fat. Flapoon's a fat piece of shit. And they would go hunting every day, but it turns out they would just hang out by a tree and have a picnic while they hunted. So he'd never actually ridden a horse for that long. So his ass blisters were a big source of enjoyment for children reading the book for these next three chapters. As they go to Ham Town and Cheese Town, everybody gets wicked gas. <laughs> they do though like you talk about flapoons like he was just just feeling terrible and puking and burping because of he just ate so much cheese living the dream this is, this is exactly dream. what happens in the book it's true <laughs> so they get to the north they get to the marshes and it's really foggy and the king says it's it's evening all right and the king says well, let's go hunt the ichabog right now so he goes out and they're like separated in the fog and he freaks out and he thinks he, he thinks he saw the ichabog or he's not really sure and then he comes back or they find him and he's all he's all scared and he's also covered in mud he and lost stuff his like shoes that. that's when you know it's real yeah you know that's a that's a big deal and so a couple of guards and then Spittleworth and Flapoon decide to go out and, oh, we'll, we'll take care of this for you, sir. But then it's all this fog again. And in the fog, they think they hear something and Flapoon takes out his blunderbuss and fires into the fog, thinking he's actually was going to shoot at the Ichabog. But he doesn't. He actually kills one of the guards, whose name was... Major Beamish. It was Beamish. Beamish. Yeah. It was Bert, Bert's dad. Yes. So it's basically the start of how uh, I know what you did last summer. Uh, yes. You accidentally kill a dude and they're like, we need to cover this up. <laughs> no one can know. <laughs> that right at this point, Spittleworth and Flapoon have this idea that they're going to say that it was the Ichabog. So because they don't want to like, you know, say, oh, I killed a guy by accident. They're going to say it was the Ichabog. It's real, and we'll convince everybody that it's real, and we'll use this to, like, make this whole thing, you know, military-industrial complex and all that stuff like that. And you know what? I'm just going to drink this beer, even though it, like, only kind of fits, but whatever. Enough. This is called the uh, this is called Evil Eye by Finback, and this is in double dry-hopped India pale ale. And, you know, everybody's, like, very suspicious of each other at this point, giving them, giving each other the evil eye. Certainly becomes a thing later in the book. Hmm. It's actually pretty uh, bitter. Hmm. Seven point six percent alcohol, more bitter than I was expecting. It's fresh. I mean, it's not like it really just came out. Yeah, maybe that's the evil part. That's why it's so evil. No, but it's good if you like, you know, the bitter IPAs. They're still fine. It's nice to have one every once in a while. Just uh, break them up, you know. I feel like at first their plan it was like let's just get out of this situation. I don't think Spittleworth was like, and I will. Use this to, this is my burning of the Reichstag where I will assume <laughs> emergency powers. It gets there, but I feel like they're first like, all right, we just got to get out of this. And I think that's where this is like a children's book sort of fable element where it's, you know, they lie. If you don't just tell the truth at the beginning. And then the lies compound and you have to lie to get out of that lie and you have to do this. And then and it basically says that at one point in the book. It's like, and all the lies cult added up together and it was really bad and he should have went to his room. It doesn't say that, but it's pretty close. But yeah, so they, they find some other goon and he's like, 
Mr. Oh, fuck. Roach. You, you just killed him. Like, no, no, no. Listen to me. You're getting promoted. I am? Yeah, because the Ichabod killed this guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was bad. I hated that. And then, then they go to the king, who's a fucking moron, and, and just peeing all over himself at this point. And he's just like, oh, thank shit, let's get out of here. And then they go home. Well, they also tell him that it was Ichabog, and he had been very brave, and he had stabbed it, because he lost his sword tripping in the mud. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I saw the sword in his neck. Like, you got him, but he's so strong. But you're so brave to have stabbed him like that. The king's like, yeah, no, I, I did do that. Yep, that was me. So everyone's vanity and shallow impulses lead them to just lie and accept everyone else's lies and that goes on for a while in an increasing web of deception spun by spittleworth he then becomes the real villain of the book but for the first like 50 or 60 pages like i don't know what the hell is going on here you know i read i read 25 percent of this book almost and i don't and they're just talking about pastry still and then all of a sudden it takes a turn like, whoa suddenly was, there's like 11 murders well then they just go eventually Spittleworth basically uses this as an outbreak. You know, he gets these people to, he gets power from this. Then he gets this, and someone else is like, but some of the soldiers like, dude, that didn't happen. He's like, well, you're on, you did treason. Blah, did a treason. The dungeon. A very big treason. <laughs> he puts them, <laughs> I'm going to lock you up. I don't need any reason but treason. And then he puts them in the dungeon. And then he starts to do like, oh, now there's an, and um, how does the, like the other king's advi- the other king's advisor, uh, comes in and he's like, "Dude, you're full. That's what happened. Okay, how are you? Like, you did? Why did you have the these guards arrested? Also, he was going to. Uh, they brought back the Beamish's body, and they're like, "Oh, you can't look at it. It's wrapped in a flag, but it's it's all fucked up. It's all chewed on because of the, the Ichabog. It's got little bite sized <laughs> marks on it." This is Bite Size from Modest Brewing Company in Ooh, Minneapolis. Modest, nice. And honestly, this looks fucking amazing. Um, I bet it is. Peanut oh, butter cups it. and coffee stout. It's made with Reese's. Um, what puts the percent on that, bad boy? Only 7.2. Mm, okay. I feel less less beer envy then. It's pretty good. It's not as like insanely sweet as you'd expect the peanut butter cup beer to be. It's you definitely get the coffee up front, but then it kind of settles out, and you definitely get the peanut butter after that. It's good. It's not what I expected. It probably would be more what I expected if it was like ten percent, or like fifteen, or twenty yeah. percent. We should mention that this beer, regardless of its percent, is brought to us by our friends over at Patreon. If you head yes, on over to, it is. If you head over to Patreon.com/slash/DrunkGuysBookClub, you could support the podcast financially. And get all sorts of amazing things like early access to our podcast, vote in our monthly book poll, get physical goods like copies of our read-along book, a sweet pint glass that we're all using to drink out of right now, and and shout out on our show. And we also listen to patrons' book requests slightly faster than strangers. Uh, so that's a good thing. <laughs> so if you want to do that to support the show, please do. And if that's not in your, you know, not your thing, you could also just uh, leave us a review wherever you're listening. That also helps us out too. So they're like, hey. Let's look at this body. The chief advisor guy says, let's look, let's look at the body. I want to help in a full investigation. And they're like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that. And then Roach, the, the guy who they got into their conspiracy, like right away, stabs him. And it's like, oh, he died of stabbing. And then he said, everyone's like, he retired. 
It's like, yeah, he definitely retired and he left Spittlesworth in charge. Like, that's nice of him. The king won't ask any questions because the king is an idiot. And, and so, Flapoon's like, hey, you're going to finish that dead guy? And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's constantly just eating. It's all he does. Every scene, he's just eating more about, like, lavish meals. spraying out of his mouth as he asks questions. So, yeah, so they rope in, you know, this whole group of soldiers who are witness to this. And now they just, they're like, all right, now let's establish a special soldier group. You know, the, the defense, the Ichabog Defense League or whatever the fuck it's called. And defense Force. And they're going to, they're going to. No. Oh, the Ichabod it, Defense Force, the IDF. This book yeah. is about Israel. It is. Yep. Yeah. It's it's Ichabog Defense Brigade. Damn it. Actually. Damn it. <laughs> Intensely debased bowels. It's about pooping. Uh, well, be, these I, people I all have intensely debased bowels because of cheese and sausage town. <laughs> <laughs> the main important thing is that the uh, king agrees to raise everybody's taxes by a lot in order to pay for the new military. But the military isn't actually, but they didn't actually create any new military. The Spittlesworth and Flapoon, I was going to say Spittoon, but that's not his name. Uh, we could portmanteau them. Spittoon decides to actually just keep the money. So they're keeping all the money for themselves. Oh, well, it's a big graft, uh, grift thing, or whatever. Yeah, grift. Right? And they are paying off these soldiers to lie. And, and then. They occasionally will do something to pretend, but the king, there's no oversight because Spittleworth, Spittlesworth is the, the, the hand of the king. Of, <laughs> yeah, he's, he is the hand of the king. Well, the yes. hand of the king has to like listen to the king. You know, he just like manipulates the king. Depends if on the, the king. king wasn't paying attention. Yeah. If the king, uh, yeah, I don't remember. The hand of the king was like, it's the, the king shits, the hand, hand wipes. wipes. Is that what it was? Yeah trying to think of how that would apply in this situation i guess if the king if the king shit and was too stupid to know he had already wiped then this is how or he didn't how. know he shit <laughs> <laughs> why did my chair get soft oh this cushion's warm um why is there corn so they've set chair? up their uh what's it called a cacistocracy uh well that's a good social studies word it's a great word oh it's uh it's so where everyone wears actually khakis. it's a it's actually Klept. a kleptocracy. Cacistocracy is government run by idiots. Kleptocracy is government run by thieves. I mean, it could be both. Corcano yeah, those aren't dose. mutually exclusive. Because they're pretty dumb. I mean, but then they basically just start going on a full-on Stalin-level purge. <laughs> and anybody who whispers anything against the... Uh, Defense you know, spending... Yeah, questions it. They're like, dude, these taxes suck. Or I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really convinced there's an Ichabog at all. They're immediately accused of treason and most of them just get disappeared. And this is when the book got way dark for a kid's book. Very dark. This reminded me of the reign of terror in the French Revolution. That's what it reminded me of. But you know what? Stalin's purges, it's good too. Also, in America, since it also, but this is a A bread town, it's the bread scare. Wow. (laughs) There you go. They're worried about a scary yeast mob that comes from the bog. <laughs> and Spittlesworth just keeps rying. Something about Kaiser roll? Come on, there's something there. Oh, one thing that happens is that Daisy's father, the carpenter, gets kidnapped and forced to build a giant foot. <laughs> well, first, it's a because he gets foot. snitched out because he... So Daisy... So she, like the person who you think is the main character in the beginning of the book... Daisy uh, is friends with Bert, and 
both, you know, they have a falling out and I totally forget why and it doesn't matter. And then they have this, you know, they get back together and have tea because it still takes place in England. And in the dad and so Daisy's dad, who's a widower because his wife died making a dress and being sleepy because women are very feeble in this country and, you know, three nights of not sleeping enough will kill her. I don't know how she managed to have a newborn. And then the other one, Bert and his mom, who's now a widow because the dad was like fake killed by the Ichabod, they're hanging out. And he says that he's like, I think it's fake. Like, are you saying my husband didn't really die? He's like, well, yeah, well, he did. But like he fell off his horse or something and they covered it up. She's like, he was the best horse rider ever. He rode me like crazy. And she's like, oh, that's a lot of information. <laughs> and, then, and, then they, and then she snitches him out inadvertently because there's this other dumb character. Well, he's not a dumb character. He's like a perfect like castle, you know, intrigue story character. I forget. His name is like Crumbie. Cankersby. Cankersby. Yeah. yeah was like was. a canker sore. I was, I was getting confused with Scrumble. That's another guy we see later. Uh, Scrumble. Yeah. I don't remember Scrumble. That's uh, he's very. It doesn't matter. So no, the boss on all real monsters. <laughs> so yeah, Canker Bay, Canker's Bay. Is it one canker? It's one canker. Oh, he's the butler. Yeah. Canker Bay, the footman, because he's 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 Which into is that. Different from the butler. <laughs> and uh, he snitches them out, and then the dad gets taken and thrown in the jail, and then Spittleworth, you know, his great genius is he's like, well, let's see, I won't kill the people who might be useful to me. But, like, you know, there's a scene two minutes later where they have, for whatever reason, they have to stage an attack. People are, like, saying there's no, like, there's no evidence it was ever a giant monster. People are disappearing, but, like, where is the monster? It's like, I know. I'll make a foot. So he makes them carve a wooden foot to use as, like, a, you know, like the way those people faked Bigfoot things in the 70s. They had, like, a fake pair of feet. Believe believe what you want, Michael. Um, let's listen to Joe Rogan podcast. We're not actually talking <laughs> for 10 Bugfoot's real, but, uh, that's, this is the scene where it gets really dark. I mean, it was already dark. Like people died and shit, but then there's a part where the soldiers go to stage a Ichabog attack and they go to some pretty faultless person's house and they just kill them. And then the, the narrative is like, I have to tell you up front, they got murdered and buried in shallow graves. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God. Like, up until this point, it's like, this book's, I don't really like this book. It's not really like, it's not I mean, doing it for under, me. Under 10 murders is an okay for a children's book, but like, once you get above 10, <laughs> I'm going to start having questions. Well, well, at the point where it's like, oh, it was a terrible accident that this first guy died. And oh, they're evil. They killed the other guy who was probably a dick, but now they're just killing innocent people. And it's like, and the woman, she was actually really nice and she babysat her neighbor's children. <laughs> 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 but they got dead. They were killed and they were just buried in the woods. Moving on. Because they have to disappear, Dan the carpenter, who's Daisy's dad, because you also have the same have the same initials as your parent, because everything is alliterative. Daisy gets disappeared by some oaf guy who doesn't who like feels bad. He's like, I can't kill a child. That's probably that's probably wrong. I don't know. And so he just drops her off at an orphanage, which is like something out of a Roald Dahl book. This orphanage, um, the drunk mean lady who uh, what's her name? Uh, Ma Grouch. Ma Grunter. Grunter, Grunter or something. Yeah. Which is, is that from Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> yes, Ma Grunter. That's like the the porno version of Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> That's not something anyone needs to ever see. I'm trying to think, remember the words to the Beverly Hillbillies song. <laughs> and up from the ground came a bubbling crude. I only know what, jizz, I only know because is. of the Weird Al version where he did Money for Nothing. 
Oh, yeah. The entire song was just the Beverly Hillbillies theme. Yeah. It was a genius. Uh, the greatest man to ever live. So they drop off Daisy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ma at Grunter. this fucking orphanage where she gets, like, paid by the state to, like, per, out of per child, like, per head, she gets a gold every month. Which is an impressive display of, like, modern bureaucracy for a feudal state. She also have. apparently owns the only orphanage in the country at first until many people start disappearing and there's just orphans out the ass everywhere. And people are so poor because of the, the tax, they have to give up their children to orphanages. Which so happens to a few hobos. like tertiary characters like, and you know, she was a maid, but then they had to give up the kids and they left and that was the end of that. And they never saw that character again. Like, well, what was the point of this chapter? To scare your children into behaving. <laughs> Don't lie, kids. If they raise our taxes, we have to give you away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, you know, it's, it's voting Republican. What? So eventually we're skipping the whole thing with the, the love story between Lady Eslandia and Captain Goodfellow. But uh, that's okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of important. She comes back a little bit. She comes back a little bit. But so several years pass. Like seven is it that yeah, many? Yeah, it's like six or seven years. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So the country is like completely impoverished because of the high, because of the high taxes, but the king is still doesn't know anything He doesn't about leave it. the castle ever after, no. after he gets, you know, he loses his shoes in the bog. Well, every time, every time he gets, you know, a little uppity, Spittleworth arranges to scare the shit out of him again, and stages another attack because they you know they skipped that uh, the people immediately noticed with the fake foot they're like it's really weird that the ichabog hops like what do you mean well because it only has a left foot it just like <laughs> just like hops around a lot it's like a weird like mermaid creature it just has like one le- and so they oh they're like fuck make more feet and then they're like you need to make three more it's like well at that rate why couldn't you just use two and say the thing was a was bipedal but anyway they every time the king was like, I would like to do this, they're like, Oh, didn't you just hear that like a whole bunch of people just got eaten? And he's like, Who? And then he just make up more people. Like at first in the beginning, at least they were inventing people. They're like, It's what was the guy's name? Uh Naughty or Nobby? Nobby Buttons. And I was, was like, Well, the, that's really the mystery child that they sent back to tell everyone that Major Beamish got eaten because they forgot to tell everyone. And they're like, oh, we sent that boy back. Well, I guess he got eaten too. So they have a statue to him for the imaginary child in the town square. And Scrumble, who is Spittlesworth, Spittleworth's fucking butler. Butler. He pretends to be Nobby's mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just wears a wig. Like, oh, my Nobby. <laughs> and they're like, okay. So then it's time, you know, time jump to seven years. Daisy has been living in the orphanage for a while and then and they haven't broken her no bert there's the whole thing i don't bert wants to join the army he wants to join the army but they won't let him or he somehow and then spittlesworth is like oh they won't let him join because he would then he'd be like because he's like i want to avenge because then he'd have to be in on it yeah and then like dude there's nothing that's happening we can't let him know it's all fake he's like one of the people that would fuck this up if he found out so Spillsworth says, oh, no, I, your school teacher said that you're kind of a dullard. And I we're Flapoon not letting you that, in. Yeah. Well, which I, I can't keep them. Well, the thing is, Flapoon's dumb. Because Spittleworth isn't there. It's Flapoon 
who's the stupid one who just eats fucking hoagies and cheese <laughs> wheels. <laughs> Spittle the kingdom of, of Philadelphia. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's all cream cheese. Just, just There's, Yeah, the cheese town is Philly cheesesteak town. Everyone there is dead by 26. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So then, uh, so he says he fucks it up. He's like, "Oh yeah, she said you're you're dumb." And he's like, "But my grades are fine." They never said like they would. Who would tell a dumb? He says, "Who would tell a fool they're a fool?" And he's like, "Wow, that's." I guess I don't even. Can I prove it? And he's like, "No, you can't. You're just you just you need to go. It's it's feeding time." And then he runs away. And then they are like, "Oh, we got to kill that kid." <laughs> just everything really escalates. Yep. It's like, did you ever see um? Big Wet Hot American Summer. You ever seen that movie? Nate, I know you didn't. Jimmy? I, I I did, but I don't remember it very good. There's this like throwaway, it's like a really stupid, weird movie from like 20 years ago with Michael yeah, it's, Showalter it's and Paul Rudd and a whole Surreal. lot of other people. It's, but there's one very sort of real thing. It's a summer camp set in like the 80s. And the Paul Rudd is making out what I, I want to say... Elizabeth something, whatever. He's making Elizabeth out with the... Banks. Elizabeth Banks, yeah. They're making out, and they're supposed to be lifeguards, and a kid drowns. <laughs> and then they look, and they're like, oh, shit. And then they see there's another kid standing right there who didn't drown. <laughs> and then the next scene, it just they like look at each other, and it flash cuts to a van driving fast down the side of the, side of the highway, and a kid just gets thrown out of the side. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on... Something else happens when another kid dies, and there's another kid at the camp who's witness to it, and then again cuts to the kid being thrown out the side of the road. I feel like that's kind of how they handled all their problems in this book. They're like, "Oh fuck, that guy just caught us in a lie," and then all right, we got to kill that guy now too. Yeah, but it was with children half the time, <laughs> and then they send the people to kill him, and the other kid, his best friend, the child of Mister Roach, goes. Who was kind of a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. But he, uh, he's like, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, you ain't got it in, you pussy. And he's like, yeah, you're right. But then someone else catches them both. So he was just out hunting for orphans because now that's a lucrative business. Well, so he just gets John the Basher. Yeah. Basher John or something like that. Basher. Because they call him that because he smashes orphans in the head with a stick. They end up trying to hide out because they're kids. They end up trying to hide out at the orphanage. And... They're at the orphanage, and Bert rescues Daisy from the, like, big, angry kid. Basher John. And they're like, wait, Daisy? Bert? Oh, my God. Kismet. And then they run away to the marshes. I'm sure I'm skipping some stuff. So they run away to, they run away to the marshes where they, where they run into... They have a fourth kid with them. That's... The fourth kid, yes. Some Martha, who's from the marshes. And the whole time, she's been saying that the Ichabog is real. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. You're like, you're dumb though. And dumb. And you're, you're clearly well, stupid accent, which I have beer sort of for this. Oh, fuck it. This has, um, a couple connections. So one goes way back in the beginning when they first tell the King why they can't go hunt the Ichabog. They're like, and he's like, let's go fucking kill that thing. And they're like, no, no, I have this, uh, Ichabog professor here. And he's like, oh. yes, and it's also the it's also scumbag, the Professor butler, Fraudy Sham. <laughs> yeah, Fraudy Sham. Was his <laughs> name. Yep. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> um, 
It's like being named Quacks McChiropractor. Uh, but anyway, he says, oh, you can't kill it because uh, when you kill an Ichabog, then there's like two of them. And they're like, well, that's, wow, that's terrible. All right, we can't do that. So he's a Hydra? Yes. This basically. beer's called Even More Hydra. <laughs> there you <laughs> You'd go. You'd think we set that up, but we really didn't. This is called Even More Hydra. It is a sour ale brewed with blackberry, raspberry, blueberry, cocoa nibs, and marshmallow by Evil Twin Brewing and Mortalis, which is a brewery in upstate New York, or like mainland New York at least. This is a beer that when Evil Twin put it out the first time, which was in the summer of 2020, it sold out on their website in about six minutes. So I did not get to try it. And I was like, God damn those assholes not saving all the beers from me. And <laughs> Could uh, they? Don't they know but who also we are? Pe- people were really annoyed, like beer nerd annoyed. So they're, they wrote angry comments on Instagram. <laughs> but oh, no. They're like, come on, guys. There was no limit. Some people bought a lot. It was not nice. So they remade it uh, recently. And I made sure to buy it right away. It's like, I can't be- to show that online bullying works. Just like, just wait six months and... and the thing that sold out in five minutes, the company that likes to make money, will probably make it again. And sure enough, they did. And uh, the second time it came, I was like, I'm, I'm going to buy, I'm going to be there at 12 o'clock exactly to buy that shit. And I did. And then when I went to pick it up three days later, they still fucking had it. So I was like, oh man, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is, I was going to be able to like say I did something cool. That's a vibrant shade of red. Yeah, it is. It looks like, uh, I mean, it looks like Lambic. Um, you it know, looks delicious. Yeah, it is. It's really wonderful because you get, I mean, it is a little tart, but the cocoa marshmallow flavor is really there to temper that down and the fruit flavors. It's it's awesome. It's an awesome thing. Uh, but the other connection to this book is much like uh, the Hydra where you cut off its head and two grow in its place. It seems that what Spittleworth, Spittleworth's uh, lies and machinations, when he solves one problem, more problems are created uh, and it becomes overwhelming. So there you go. That's what happens when you lie. Okay. The teenagers, they run away from the orphanage and out into the marshes. And they're like, really, they really don't like it there. <laughs> they're also running away from the soldiers because the soldiers are going to kill them because, you know, that's what soldiers do, I guess. And they actually get more or less rescued by a real Ichabog because apparently it really is real and it wasn't just a story. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks, M. Night Shyamalan. And then after some, uh, you know, what was the thing when you, like, start to sympathize with your captors? Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) After some major Stockholm Syndrome, Daisy is like, wait a minute, the Ichabog's actually nice, and then talks to the Ichabog. Well, when they, it 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 grabs them, brings them into uh, its cave thing where it has a fire going, and gives them food that it has stolen from, like, the soldiers. Because the soldiers actually abandoned their post. And the Ichabod just has been taking just cheese pies. So these just children are just compacted. They have, <laughs> they have no one. They have this horrific wind. These are also no one cheese has had a, pies that have been sitting outside in the winter for who knows how long. Well, you just scraped the frost off of them. I guess that's fine. But the, the children... The children have serious wind. No one's had a BM in like a week and a half. This is fart and, cave. <laughs> and so the, they're like, what are you going to do to us? And it just says, it says, roar. And it's and then the text, you're like, oh, it roared. And I'm like, no, no, 
it just said the word roar. <laughs> it just was like roar, and then it walked away. And they're like, oh, that was that was that was anticlimactic. And then it says, I'm going to eat you, roar, and then it walks away. And uh, it's a very British monster. <laughs> you know, because it's it actually doesn't want to eat people. That's what we're gonna find. It doesn't eat it doesn't eat people, but it feels like it has to now. I have to imagine it sounds exactly like Alan Rickman. I'm going to eat you. (laughs) And you'll die hard. (laughs) I'm the Metatron. (laughs) I don't think any of us does it particularly well, but it's really fun to try. Yeah, no. Only he can do it. He can't. We're doing it better than he can right now. Oh, oh, oh. That's what he can't say either. So then they're in the cave, and then, yeah, Daisy realizes, like, "This, this thing is not... Not that interested in, in killing us. And Maybe eventually... Maybe more bodies in there to eat those cheese so they can all fart and fill the cave up to make it warmer because it's winter. That's, that's how like an igloo, an igloo works, you know? You just need more body heat in it's there. a big igloo. <laughs> but they're just eating quiche. So it's, it's an igloo. <laughs> it's just eggs benedict. <laughs> so for some reason we're still only 60% of the way through the book even though we really should be more like 80 but there's like a lot of stuff that happens and it doesn't matter well there's like a whole thing where fucking uh, Beamish's mom gets arrested and then she like Which somehow is like alright I mean it matters but I'll I fucking carry I'll be the I mean. you, you can keep me prisoner that's fine I don't give a shit but you need to give me like 11 ovens in my prison cell because I have to keep making the king cakes. And they're like, oh, that's shit. That's true. She makes She's the got best us. cakes in the whole country. Like the, He'll fucking know if I didn't make them. What's the cake called? Like Hope of Heaven? There, yeah, Hope of Heaven was one. And then, uh, yeah, but there's all this other stuff happening and, you know, redemption between the characters who snitched on each other. And, every, and then basically everyone's like, this sucks ass. We need to fight back against Spittleworth, and I think if conveniently we all time it for like 90% through the book, we'll all do it at the same time, and that will solve the problem. <laughs> That's kind of what happens. So the children at the Ichabog cave find out how babies are made, at least Ichabog style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That sounds then, way worse than it is. <laughs> yes. Well, they're all, they're all like 17 by this point, so it's yeah. kind of okay. They ex- they <laughs> they convince the Ichabog to like you know what why don't we just like walk south and let's just like get rid of the king I I forget how they basically they go with the Ichabog and they're like he eats mushrooms or she eats mush she eats the, the mushrooms Ichabog although, does not have a gender which is yes which is very uh, there's some questions about that in J.K.'s recent history yes definitely but it does technically bear children so you know i'm just saying they're they're going but to be but it's basically cl- it's based but since the the offspring it, it's 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 asexually reproduces and the children are his offspring are basically clones so it's like an it's like an, a, an amoeba or something or like a starfish like, <laughs> don't like jellyfish also do that i, I don't I mean, know so there are there are some animals there are some animals in the wild that actually do this but it's not that many. They're not a huge, complex beasts either. They're like no, that can speak <laughs> and, and, and are sarcastic. Control fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they like walk with the Ichabog all the way down to the capital, and one of them is carrying a sign that says the Ichabog is fine. It doesn't eat people. 
And then there's this whole thing where they get there, and there's this big battle in front of the castle. Well, because they've been picking up supporters. It's like this Pied Piper fucking thing, and they have this whole bunch of impoverished former cheese eaters marching along with the Ichabog, and they're like, this sucks. It's like Les Mis. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is not the French Revolution, but people mistake it for the French Revolution. It's the, 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 the 1848 thing or whatever that was? Yeah. No, I think it was before 1848. It was between those two. I thought I'd give a shit, dude. Do you hear the ha 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 singing the songs either. of hungry men? That's basically what they're singing in this book. <laughs> Except they're all, they're, no one's hungry because they've been eating cheese for a week. That's how you know it's French. <laughs> There's a fight, and the the... Between the soldiers, the Ichabog Defense Brigade, which is only really like six guys, and then everyone breaks out of prison at the same time, and so that's bad. But plus, all the villagers are there. All the country, all the whole country is there. Like we, you know, we hate these taxes and we hate you. And then someone shoots the Ichabog, and then the first Ichabog baby kills. Or attacks somebody. It's Flapoon. Flapoon. That's right, because he's too fat to. Uh, you well, know, he shoots escape. it. He shoots. He's like, oh, I have my. Doesn't he I mean, shoot it, it? But then Bert jumps in the way, and the bullet hits his medal that he was wearing. Yeah. But then the Ichabog dies because kids don't know how cliche that is. That's true. That the bullet, that the medal stops the bullet. Most, <laughs> most of their you most know? of their books at the time don't have people being shot. Also true. <laughs> it's true. But it's like, I was like, that is so dumb. But, oh, wait, kids aren't going to notice that. They're not going to notice that that's done in, like, every single book slash movie ever. So kids won't mind. But in the, we mentioned that the Ichabog, when it births its children, the Ichabog itself dies. And whatever is going on at the exact moment that the children are born, that's what the kid's going to be like the rest of its life. So if it's born in a bad way, or as the Ichabog says, it's borned, which is a different thing. Like, if it's borned in a bad way, it's going to be a dickhead the whole its whole life. But if it's nice, it'll be a nice baby. I, it just, because it was always capitalized, borned. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a Ikea furniture the whole time. <laughs> it's a set of drawers. <laughs> ah, the borned. Yeah, of course. I have one of those lamps. <laughs> Yeah, so the chill, but but this is how Daisy convinces the Ichabog. Because the Ichabog is like, listen, my plan is to eat you children. This is back in the cave. Because I want my fucking child to know to eat people because you fucking killed all of our kind. And here I was like, is this about Native Americans? And it's not. But uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. So, so I'm going to have to do that. No hard feelings. I gave you a lot of cheese, though. And you're going to my, prob- my one of my children to eat cheese filled people. It's like a mozzarella yeah. stick. So it's just going to come after the French hard and and people from Wisconsin. <laughs> so, but to teach it, you know, you got to hate people because people killed our kind. And she's like, but wouldn't it like be better in the long run if your baby was born to, 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 around hope and people who loved it? And they were like, oh, we like Ikebogs. And it's like, I guess that also works because you don't look like you taste like mushrooms. And that's how they convince it to go on the... The, the march, the, the, the uh, Ichabog's version of Selma. <laughs> just <laughs> And like, flapoons the Bull Connor. <laughs> Flapoon orders the fire hoses to, you know. 
firehouses on the children, but but this Martin Luther just King work. eats him instead. No, Martin Luther King splits in half and babies come out, one of which eats him, eats Bull Connor. That's <laughs> and those children live it's in a world. It's not a perfect analogy. But those children are live in a world where you're judged by the content of your character and not by the color of your skin. <laughs> yeah. Because there were no black people in this book. <laughs> Though a lot of the kids' drawings were, because they, I guess kids just illustrated it as, because it was being released like one chapter at a time online they, for a while. They just like, had like, they asked for people to send in their drawings. Yeah. And I mean, characters were drawn many different ways because each kid sent their own. So I was like, who the fuck is that? That's not Daisy. She looks completely different person. I was like, oh, it's a different kid drew this. At first, like the first one, I was like, oh, she had her kids, like her kids do it. And it's like, wait, there's a third kid? Like, she has a fourth kid? Like, oh, I get it. These are just from random kids. Okay. Did you not read the introduction? <laughs> uh, probably not, no. I, uh, uh, okay, we'll get to that later. So let's finish the plot. So the, the people win. And there's this whole scene that also doesn't matter where they like <laughs> Spittlesworth is trying to escape with the money, but Beamish, the the kid who's now almost an adult, just like, aha, I got you. And then the king, so the and the king, so the king is thrown in prison, and then everyone who's still alive is thrown in prison. The Spittlesworth and Spittleworth and Flapoon's dead. Because mm-hmm. it's a kid's book. And, and, <laughs> and the people who are supposed to get together count. get together. Roach gets with and the everybody other lives. secondary character. And the king goes to jail but decides he's going to try and do good with his life and decides to become the friend of the Ichabog who killed Lapoon, who is now a lifelong douchebag. And then the country becomes a parliamentary democracy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they also focus on uh, they try spittleworth crimes against humanity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he says he was just following orders. <laughs> it's basically what he does. He's like, no, like, come on, and and they're like, you know, he just keeps. Well, like, no, he really just keeps lying. And then they're like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Your punishment is to to be roommates with the crybaby asshole king forever in jail. And he's like, I really was hoping for the firing squad, and. <laughs> Can we do like a quick Ceausescu over here? And, uh, and, and yeah. <laughs> a quick Mussolini. Oh, wait, gas stations weren't invented yet. <laughs> there uh, was anyway, plenty of gas, new... though, in Kurdstown. <laughs> <laughs> and then the country focuses on producing really nice mushrooms as well as, yeah, the you know, Ichabogs build another cities and all these things. And the Ichabogs are nice again. And everybody lives happily ever after. Well, because the one, the, sec- the second Ichabog was always cool. And the, but the first one who was asshole, the king, by talking to it every day, was like, listen, man, I fucked up, but I'm trying to change my shitty life. And then the Ichabog eventually... They become each like, other's therapy dog. Yeah, yeah. And then the Ichabog is... The Ichabog borns its, its own thing, and it's like a sweet, adorable little Ichabog. And then, of course, the, the, the old one dies. And then the king is like, oh, that was worth it. And then he dies. So he, like, redeems himself, sort of, being an incompetent prat... And then it's over. So many questions. So many deaths. Almost enough. <laughs> so I felt, while reading it, that it was fine. It was like, I, I, I enjoyed it. I was interested. I wanted to know what happens next. It was, there were some clever little things. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. I do feel, though, that if you actually think about it a bit more, in trying a little bit of analysis, it kind of has some major issues. 
Do tell. First problem, it's way too complicated. I yeah. mean, especially considering it's supposed to be for like basically fourth graders, you know, that was, fourth, that was my question. Fifth graders. Like, who is this for? What age? I mean, I guess all the, what you think is the main character is Daisy starts out as a, you know, eight year old or nine year old, which, you know, that I feel like tells you who the, though, which she sort of didn't turn out to be quite the same main character that you would think of in terms of a young adult or middle grade novel, I guess. But anyway, but that's what it like seems to be, but it's way too complicated. A lot of people die and it's like really gets pretty dark. Um, not a lot of children talk about Stalinist purges. <laughs> Daisy's <laughs> father is driven insane in prison where all he could do is sing the national anthem <laughs> while he carves wooden feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which isn't that I was, I was thinking like, I cannot remember the character's name, but tale of two cities, the old guy stuck in prison and then his like daughter who's like trying to free him. It's, been a really long time since I've read Tale of Two Cities, but that is definitely a, an important character. I just remember Sidney Carton. Is that the he's the, the guy who looks pansy. exactly like the other guy? Yeah, and then there's a uh, Madam something who like sews the names into socks. <laughs> we we have to do that on the podcast eventually. Like, yeah, it's it's been like 15 years since I fake read. Yeah, that. It's been a <laughs> it's been a really long time. You know what? I fake read it in high school. I read it as a grown up and I loved it. So I'm sure I'm it's good to... now. But as a child, you're like, I don't want to do this. Let's save it for then. Let's put it on the list. As a child, I wouldn't be able to do this book. Like, if an actual child wrote the book, they'd be like, I don't, I don't get it. It's 500 pages long. The Ichabog is 270 pages long. It felt like 500. Yeah, but like for a 72. fourth grader, 270 might as well be 500, because it's, it's longer than it needed to be. I had to write down, like, the sequence of events... Like from the first murder to like by the time that they execute the chief advisor, because it's like I could not remember what had happened because there was just like, oh, he killed this guy, so we have to kill this dude, so we have to cover it up by killing this guy, and then we got to do this invention lie. I was like, wait, I've got to go back, figure out what happened. I I would say that um, I I totally I had the same question. Who is this for? I think in terms of following convoluted plot uh and 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 stamina to read this kind of book i think younger readers are better than we were just because there there's so much more of this kind of stuff like the young adult stuff that is more complex than the shitty chapter books that were available when we were kids in the 90s or 1890s for some of us and that was like the kids kids today like you see like kids who read of course not you know if you're not a reader you're not going to read anything but you'd see little kids carrying some thick ass fucking books that are young adult books, they're not simple. But the tone of this, like yeah. fucking people being murdered because it's politically expedient, that is a that is a difficult concept for children. Most of those thick books are ultimately about like bullying or something, which this one kind of is too. But but they don't feature, you know, people being buried in, in shallow graves or being d- disappeared because they knew too much. But also the, the, the reading level of this one, like the plot is convoluted and difficult but this like the sentences used it was written for like very young reading level like very simple sentences like and he did this and it was very mean and then there was this so it was like kind of written if it was about the tenth the length it would have made sense in terms of the way it was written it felt like like it was even simpler than like the first harry potter but it had Mm. The amount of story yeah. of a Harry Potter book. So it was very confusing. 
had the had the story of like four Harry Potter books. Yeah, if this was like another full book written for like Harry Potter aged folks, it would have I think it would have been better. But one problem it had is it didn't have as focused a story, or at least well, like with Harry Potter, it's Harry Potter's perspective, which means the story is much more streamlined and it's easier to follow. Whereas this didn't do that. Like 47 It was just kind of like, it was a million characters. And it's not like one person meeting million characters. It's like, no, this happens over there and these two people and they do this thing and then there's this little girl and there's this boy and then they have a fight and then they don't and then blah, 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 blah. And it's it's not a like focused story. It's like children's Game of Thrones, but (laughs) it's with no banging. It's actually kind of like a tale of two cities that there's a lot of characters and they only all overlap in the last like quarter of the book. And you're like, oh, that's why I need to know who that guy was. That's, oh, that's why we read so much about fucking Lucy Manette. <laughs> I think that was the name. I think so, yeah. I was going to say Minaj, but I was like, that's not right. I, I, I hear, I hear, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like. I feel like young kids could follow this story, and I th- and I also feel like the length of it. I feel like she wrote this almost to read to her children. You it's know, like Watership like, Down. Fewer bunnies, mm. though. Well, that's her fault. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed this more than Watership Down, so I would pick this. I'm going to go with the bunnies. I'd pick other things over this, yeah. but I would pick this. So for the first third of the book, I thought that, well, maybe that third quarter, I was like, this is terrible. I can't believe... We have to do. I can't believe I suggested we do this. I can't believe I'm reading this. It's so dumb. Like the name, because it's the because every character is alliterative names. They make cheese. They're stupid. It, it's just there's it a new stupid. It's just like this is this is a mess. This book. But then by the end, I was like, oh man, I actually really dig this book. I, I liked it. I wouldn't give it five stars on Goodreads, but I give it a solid four. I really did enjoy. I really did enjoy it in the end. But I, what I also went through is apparently, like, oh, this is the kind of book in like two years, oh, because I have a toddler now, I could read I could read this to my kid. And then it was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, I cannot do that. You know, and I was like, and the king really liked cupcakes. And like, oh, good night now. Like, that would be, it's like, you this is like perfect for that. One. But then it's like, but then chapter like 15, they're like, and then they put a turnip sack over his head. And they bayoneted him in the back of a carriage because he knew too much and he could not be allowed to talk. And like, whoa, all right, that's okay. And he was very grumpy. And it was, I'll tell you right now, he was a meanie. And he got a really bad boo-boo when he was stabbed in the spine. And was buried in a shallow grave. As the dirt washed over his face and he took his last breaths, he pouted. Yeah, it, but all right, fine. That aside, I thought it was a fun book. It's nothing great. I, 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 it was fun. I enjoyed it. I think anyone who's expecting Harry Potter is going to be disappointed. I think there's partly a reason. I mean, I think there's a reason why she wrote it in, you know, in between 2003 to 2007, I think, was when she wrote the last two Harry Potter books. What, she wrote it around that same time and then didn't publish it. I think there's a reason. It's because it's just not as good she probably thought it wasn't as good either and it was like this year or 2020 she was like fuck it just publish it why not i'll make this free right she gave it away for free for a while though she must have had a say in publishing it from i think i think the physical copies are also some sort of fundraising oriented thing so who should read it i don't know yeah because it's almost not for the audience that it was 
supposed to be for, which is like fourth graders. It's sort of like isn't great for them. Although Mike, you seem to think that they could actually follow it fine, but I think they could follow it's pretty dark. the plot. I think understanding the actions of the characters might be harder for them. Like they'll keep track. Kids will. Yeah. Kids. Kids are who are into something can keep track of ridiculous detail. You know that they will. Mm-hmm. Like no, no, it was Flapoon had a purple shirt, and like they'll fucking remember the dumbest shit. They'll also the probably read it slower and like take their time with it, whereas we had to read it like in two days. Yeah, Nate in one apparently. Yeah, I read the whole thing in one day. Damn, <laughs> I couldn't even do that. So, what was your uh, outlandish theory about what this book was really about? Okay, I have a lot of theories. Yeah, I think that would be. I think it's most, that's the most fun because I, I think it could actually fit a lot of things. And whether J.K. Rowling meant any of these, I don't know. But okay, if she wrote it from like 2003 to 2007, she's actually talking about the Iraq War, and Fearless Fred is actually George Bush, and the people around him were all like, you know, spitting him. Oh, this is a good idea, which is Dick Cheney and you know all the other. All the other people and uh, fucking what is the British Prime Minister Blair? Tony Blair. I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. He's definitely Spillsworth. And then Dick uh, not and the whole thing in in the whole thing. Well, you know, it's not a perfect analogy. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> but and then it is kind of about about es- military escalation. And we just got to, we lied about this one thing at the beginning that there were weapons of mass destruction, Ichabod and then we got to just the WMD. We got to just like keep doing this thing, but then the else breaks down because it's like, but there, but there really were WMD. Maybe she like, even if she started out with that kind of thing, and then she like four years later, she's like, fuck it, I need an ending to this book. I don't know. Huckleberry Finn, this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's like, uh, uh, and then I was actually thinking French Revolution, kind of though. I didn't think it was exactly the French Revolution, but I was like, oh, that's the Reign of Terror. That's what she means. And then also, because she published it in 2020, it's like, well, she's obviously talking about Brexit and that fearless Freddie the King is actually Donald Trump and or Boris Johnson. Maybe both. Could be both. Doesn't matter. And that the lie of Brexit is what she's really referring to. Or maybe it's the lie of Donald Trump not being an idiot. You know, maybe maybe that's what she was talking about. Though it definitely has the the, the military. Yeah, I got the vibe that it was at least partly about defense spending. Oh, there's this mysterious threat that we're telling you it's real, but no one can see it, and we got to spend money. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you (laughs) just to say it was also reminding me of Vietnam because it's like, well, okay, that's that's the Tonkin Gulf Resolution, which was actually not real, actually didn't happen. That was what, and, and even though J.K. Rowling probably didn't care as much about the American escalation into the Vietnam War, she didn't care about that as much as I do, so she probably wasn't <laughs> probably writing that. about that. But it did fit. It would, I really it would fit felt for, like it fit. It would fit for modern day stuff with like terrorism. It was like, oh, they are out there and right, they're the war blowing up your sheep and stealing yeah. your dogs. But like, oh, but trust, like, I don't, nothing's really happened. Like, yep, they did it. Trust me. We got to keep doing this. Got to keep building aircraft carriers. I mean, Ichabog Defense Brigade, you know, but I don't know. Maybe just, it's just, it's fun but to But then there's still into. a thing. <laughs> yes. Right? Because it's still, it's not it, a perfect it's analogy. It's still in the end, <laughs> a JK Rowling, it's going to be a magic thing. A monster of some kind. Right. So, yeah. So, like, the fact that... Unless the Ichabog, she's, like, a secret, like, WMD truther. 
Well, he wasn't supposed to have mustard gas either, <laughs> damn it. Um, but, but he needed it for his hot dog gas. <laughs> that's what they had in Kurt's the gas. Yeah. or whatever the fuck the town There were the weapons of mass or destruction. town. Uh, actually, it was weapons of ass destruction because they just <laughs> ate cheese. <laughs> oh, God, it sounds terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was. I thought there'd be. I thought that'd be funny if we could try to concoct a way to say, ah, it was really this, and just look like assholes because you can kind of argue that. But the fact that at the end of it, the Ichabog is real. It's just misunderstood, and that's kind of like if they're like, well, it turned out it weren't. They weren't weapons of mass destructions. It was a nuclear power plant or something. I don't. It, it just doesn't really. It totally falls apart. Yeah, the analogy doesn't. Yeah, I think quite. I think analogy stops making sense at that point. So then you have to say that the analogy was probably never there. <laughs> like it never was intended. Yeah, no. I, I I think from the beginning she set it out to be there was, well, it was always going to be always going to be real. A kid's book to t- a kid's story to a story to tell to her children. That happens when to have a lot of murder young. and political intrigue. She did say in 2007 in an interview that she was working on a political fairy tale for kids but does that mean this is it does that did she just i mean not every analogy like has she, to be she, exact well then it kind of does. doesn't work though it, it's like it's like i i just picked the elements of this political story i want to comment on and then like i just changed it because because kids like monsters but then it's but then it's not really well the kids are going to get the metaphor or metaphor anyway so then who would though i mean it's like a you know like a pixar movie where some of it's for the adults some of it's for the kids no, that's not the same thing. Like Pixar movies, like there's jokes for the adults, but the plot like has two levels. There's like kids will understand. Like you watch Soul. Holy shit, that is a terrible movie for children. I don't know how <laughs> children will. Did you watch that movie? Yeah, it was great. It was, it was fantastic. It was like soul crushing. Yeah, and it was. I I don't I I know Nate, you didn't see it, but you should watch it. It's really great. Know what you're talking about? Soul is the newest Pixar movie. With like Jimmy oh, okay. Jimmy Fox plays a a middle school jazz piano teacher who finally gets his chance to make it and then he fucking dies <laughs> it's, it's like heartbreaking there's a plot there kids will see like oh funny thing happened funny thing happened and then there's like a deeper message about like what is your purpose in life and <laughs> it's like what's Jesus. the meaning of life and you're like oh my god how are kids gonna get this but th- that's just not the same thing here where it's like well there's a metaphor about the iraq war that gives up halfway through and Much a like monster that has cheesecakes. <laughs> you gave up halfway through. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't see it. No. I, I'm sure. Uh, uh, it's I, fun I think to imagine. She might have come up with the beginning, as and just started like, okay, kids, you're it's time to tuck you in. Here's a little story I'm going to tell you. And then she was. It was you know. March of 2003 and the Iraq invasion just happened and she's actually thinking about this or, you know, it's around that time period. And by the time she had to actually come up with an ending, she's like, uh, let's see. Oh, oh no. The Ichabog is real. Hmm. Maybe it's the monster inside of us, inside of all of us and not the actual weapons of mass destruction. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, it could have just started out that know. way and then she just made a story out of it. But it, it, for for all the metaphors and analogies it could be, it's kind of a generic political, you know, conspiracy thriller. I mean, it is about bad government, or it is about leaders, and, or like not just the king, but also the 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 political, you know, the political leaders who are out for themselves rather than for the people. 
Well, maybe it's a criticism of monarchy, which is scandalous. Party, British JK. Subject. Right, but like, or certainly you could, you know, very, very uh, innocuously, you could say it's a criticism of, of absolute monarchy when you, uh, unchecked power is a terrible thing. And you could find a million examples from history of that. I mean, they do throw the king in the in jail at the end and become a parliamentary democracy. Where the a parliamentary system doesn't say anybody voted. But they don't have a king. That's the most the only yeah, important they thing. Don't They're have a simple king, just people. Just a prime minister. You know, they you went mean, straight to feudalism. Much better. No, that was they left feudalism. <laughs> they left it. Yeah, I don't know. These are all. These are, they're just independent. What good are your music make, degrees? <laughs> They just, you know, they, their whole thing is this city makes cheese. This city makes ham. This city makes mushrooms. I don't know how realistic that was. That was the new city. Yeah, that was the new city that mushrooms. just sprung up like mushrooms oh. at the end of the book. <laughs> and is populated entirely by Ichabogs and marsh people because they're like, we don't want to make Welsh. you live in the bog anymore. You can live in Mushroom Town. It's sporing here, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the bog. They made something else. It was like mushrooms and oh, they they they, 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 did, they did fishing and and soup. Yeah. Oh yeah, because like a random just a throwaway line is a woman who wrote lots of books about fish. She also got murdered, and then no, no she didn't bring get, that. Oh, oh, they made a statue to her or something. Or did she live yeah, there in the fishing town? Yeah, I feel like that was something that either like wasn't developed enough or should have just been you know was cut out somehow. The book wasn't it wasn't amazing, and if you're looking for Harry Potter, you will be sorely disappointed. But it's a fine read if you know sort of i don't know it was fun it was interesting it's weird it's a weird book it was too long but i can forgive it but tell us what you thought i guess send us an email to drunk guys book club at gmail.com follow us on twitter at drunk guys bc or go to facebook and instagram at drunk guys book club and if you're still interested in uh not having as much money as you could have head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club where you could support the podcast and get all sorts of cool things or you could also go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us five stars one for each murder <laughs> yeah you'll run out of stars but give us the most you can for most murders in a children's book oh well yeah and follow us on goodreads and check out the hopped up network a network of independent beer podcasters and thanks for listening <laughs>